So, so Mudcat, we should do a separate podcast just about <laughs> our weekend in Las Vegas with your nephew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so every other year I have to go to Vegas. I have to go to New Orleans twice a year, right? Like, I just have to burn a bunch of shit off. Like, we need to talk about my gambling budget on an annual basis. And <laughs> yeah. She's actually been super sane about this and been like, so, one, I also need to burn things off. Just because I go to a cabin in the woods and cross-stitch doesn't mean that it's different. Right. And, two, yeah, you that's who you are and you need that. Which, you know, despite my fear that there's no such thing as Vegas trips when you have college funds and retirement funds and shit. At <laughs> least in principle, like, she's totally down for this. and I really like, absolutely, and I really like her. And I, th- I think the fact she's been so supportive about our annual uh, trip to the Boudin Bourbon and Beer Festival. Uh, in fact, it was just like- what? Uh, so uh, New Orleans, <laughs> Emerald oh, Lagasse. So. This, this annual thing that you guys got? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. oh, so Mudcat, Mudcat and I, I, and Mudcat threw me this a couple of years ago and said, hey, there's this thing. Emerald Lagasse does the Boudin Bourbon and Beer Festival in New Orleans. We should go. And mm. I was just like going, yes. And so we flew down there, and the first time around, we completely fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got you to tell you what like what this is, is they do this giant fundraiser and for a bunch of cooking in Louisiana and Gulf Coast nonprofits, right? Like scholarships for kids to go to culinary school and, and you know, the Wild Rice Preservation Foundation and stuff. And they bring in 60 celebrity chefs from around the country, but a lot of them are from New Orleans and the Gulf Coast. Everybody does a food truck dish, right? Like you get a, you know, a paper box full of whatever they've decided to bring. And it's, it's what is it, like a buck 20 to get in with the, with the, the MasterCard fee or the, the Live Nation fee. Abita provides the beer, and that's all free. And the New Orleans Cigar Company brings cigars, and that's all free. And there's Craft wine. Cocktails. Yeah, the uh, who is it? Is Buffalo Trace does the the booze, and it's all free. And like once you get in the door, there's sixty different dishes, and all the free booze and all the free cigars, and it is it's Pleasure Island. Like if you watch Pinocchio. It's <laughs> and, and so the first time that Mudcat and I went, uh, we got our pacing wrong. So we had a good plan. Oh, poor okay, execution. <laughs> uh, and and so we'd gone through the menu, going, we've got to have this, 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 and this. And that what we should try and do is pace ourselves. We don't want to drink beer because it'll fill you up. We want to get through all these kind of things. And then we got in, and it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but not the not Charlie. That was just us. It was just us. And we were like, ah! And, and <laughs> All the things. <laughs> and and the first thing was, like, you walk in and there was Commander's Palace did this oh, rice God. crispy treat topped with bourbon maple glaze. No, it, well, was a a foie gras. Gras. it was a foie, foie gras marshmallow rice, rice crispy treat, treat topped with bourbon chocolate glaze. So this wow. thing was 3,000 And it was the size of my fucking phone. <laughs> it was. It, it, was, it was huge. It was, it was two iPhones stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so what are the I, dates for this event? <laughs> so, I, I don't know if they have the 19 dates up yet. I, I don't know if they put it up. So anyway, so so Mudcat and I did this, and, and we 
there was a whole funny thing that happened after we left, but <laughs> and that not talking about that. <laughs> nope, nope. That's oh. not going on air. But the the the, the whole thing. They like do a have a date, eleven eight nineteen. So it's after the elections this year. Thank nice. God. All right. Yeah. It's yes, a it's exactly. a one day one day gig. Oh, it's a one like evening a gig. Four hour thing. Yeah, you hit it hard and, and oh. you just just bad. and then so, recover for days. Yes. So so this year, Mudcat and I were like going. Okay, last year we hit it overly hard for <laughs> self control. <laughs> I I couldn't eat for like four days afterwards, and so this year we 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 paced ourselves and we had we had a weekend planned. The ladies let us let us loose. So the weirdest thing was we got there early, and we, Mudcat and I are never early. We got there fifteen minutes early. We were like first in line at the at the security gates, and we we're like going, "Can we go in?" And they went, "No, you're early." And we we're just like, going, "Well, that's never happened before." <laughs> and like Guy Fieri came up, so we we're going, "Hey, Guy, nice to see you again." And obviously, he looks really confused at that because we've never met him. <laughs> and we 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 get in through the gates, and we, we're like wandering around, and like Emerald has his own like tent of of kitchens and i'm looking at there it's like oh this stuff sounds really good and this little guy comes up pops up in front of us and goes eat 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 and it's like okay uh uh boudin stuffed um turkey Chicken wings ring. the deep fried boudin yeah. stuffed turkey rings and it was just bomb and it's like oh this is great and it's like going mike you do realize that emerald lagasse just served us in person and i was yeah, like nice. going, Really? Completely missed that. Like, totally over my head. It was just like, no, dude, just leave me alone. And it's like, have have turkey wing. It's like, we just got personally served by Emerald Lagasse. And, and I was like, okay, that's a moment. Uh, I was just down in New Orleans as, as well. I did not know about this existence, but I, I ran across a dish that, that I absolutely need to plug uh, here. The shop is called Piece of Meat. It's a butchery turned restaurant delicious food there they do a boudin egg roll where they take that that nice boudin they wrap they wrap it around jack cheese and then they you know put it into the egg roll deep fry it and so you kind of cut that open and you're biting into this like really flaky uh flavorful crust uh you get that just delicious boudin and then right as you sink your teeth into it you got this like oozing pepper jack cheese uh that just is this monstrous thing that shouldn't exist but does and it's ruined boudin because it's i want that cheese every time now <laughs> it's just so so good uh but piece of meat in in new orleans if you're ever there it's it's great you should check it out and they're Welcome there and they brought the boudin egg rolls they were there in 2000 leanne smith was the yeah chef. uh you can you can uh catch her as uh leanne christ is her hand her handle? Uh, oh, nice on the social medias. Wonderful person. I got to hang out with her uh, on that trip, and uh, apparently we knew each other uh, from back in San Rafael. We kind of like did one of those things. We looked at him like yeah, drunk hazing. Yeah, I think I think we yeah. So uh, uh, what she's doing out there at that restaurant is just incredible. Welcome everybody to the Modern Dandy's Guide to Manliness. Welcome back. We just got carried away with how exciting the food is in New Orleans. What do we want to talk about today? I, I think kind of with the with the great weather and we're, we're heading into summer, we're just talking about travel. I thought we could talk about the weekender tips for travel, you know, what we like to wear, what we like to bring, like kind of what do we like to do for a nice little dandy weekender trips? Liam, I know you love to travel. 
I'd like to just find out a little bit more about Mudcat and Josh and just, you know, see how, what you guys like to do in the summer, little trips here and there. I think I can start just to kind of get the tone right. And, and kind of what I'm thinking here is that, uh, you know, there's so much to see. Uh, travel has always been a, a, an important part of my life and my relationship, whether you're going to another city or you're getting out into uh, just the outdoors, the woods, the lakes, the oceans, the whatever it is, short trips as opposed to these you know, monstrously long two-week ordeals, I think are good ways to have uh, an affordable but exciting experience getting out and, and, and seeing the world. Liam and I have talked about this at length you know, throughout our friendship about packing for these kinds of trips. You don't need a whole lot. And, and in my relationship, if I don't get in too much trouble for, for outing my uh, dandy lady, you know, she's done a great job too of kind of learning about how to shrink down the things that you need. And the way that you can do that successfully, Liam, you've, you've helped me do this. And I find myself doing this all the time, just kind of like hanging up the different clothes and, and, and mixing and matching, getting the most out of each article of clothing. And you can wear it different times with different things. It's a strategy. It's a sartorial strategy to only bring a couple of things, but have several different outfits. Mm. So I want to talk about that. I'd also love to hear anybody's tips on bags. Um, let's have some fun. Let's be dandies in this episode. Uh, I love a good weekender bag. Liam, yours is beautiful. What What is your bag, by the way? Your weekender bag, your kind of go to. So I, I've I've got I've got a couple. I have a a, a fossil leather just traditional weekender just your your normal tan leather bag I, I just think it looks super stylish it also means that you can't pack too much so i think like my top tip is take the absolute minimum and then halve it you will have a much better time if you're not like worrying about stuff to that end is is that if you're going to take carry-on luggage don't take the largest carry-on luggage you can fit in the overhead take the cool thing that slings over your shoulder i've actually done weekenders with my satchel and my satchel is like again from from uh from fossil they make some really great luggage for this kind of thing it's a foot by a foot by four inches and i can fit enough in that for a decent weekend provided it's not freezing cold and sometimes if it is freezing cold and you know travel light is traveling fun and uh the other one i have is an alberton hook which is is actually a suit carrier unzippable bag that then zips up into a weekender bag. So if I'm going somewhere where I need something with more formality, then I can uh, pack a suit, a change of clothes and those kind of things. But I've done even international trips, literally getting on the plane with what I'm wearing and a small satchel about the size of a laptop bag. Yeah, that Albert and Hook is something I'm seeing a lot in uh, my Instagram feed. And that explains it because uh, I was obviously just near one and I'm tagged now to see the advertising of it. Uh, <laughs> but what I, I really like that kind of style of bag. Now, I love a traditional weekender as well, but, you know, I'm more of a gearhead and I like just I like intelligent uh, solutions to different problems. And of course, keeping your suit nice has always been a difficult one. And I, I really like how that bag that you just described, the Albert Hook one, it, it really just unfolds into a garment bag. But it, it's the outer shell, and garment bags were always awkward and yeah. and like made you look business douche. And the you know, taking a weekender bag, whether you're throwing it in a car, whether you're getting on an airplane, even if you're getting on a on a like a bus ride, it's just a a, a nicer way to travel. But traveling light takes an enormous amount of stress out, and take the stress out ups the fun. 
You know, it's it's that I don't know what I'm going to want to wear, so I want to bring myself options, but you're giving yourself the problem of choice. It's like sitting down to watch something on Netflix. You have so many options, you end up just watching the previews of a bunch of things and then, you know, leaving frustrated. If you make the conscious decision to limit your choices, you'll get there, you realize you have what you need. You don't have to think about what you're going to wear. You're going to look good. Uh, and you're going to go out there and do that. Now, as dandy men who like to put effort and intent into how we look, what are some of the things you kind of, what are your like go-to must-haves, your staples, if you will, uh, when you're going to travel? And I know obviously it depends on where you're going, uh, but maybe just generically for summer, what are your kind of go-tos? And we can kind of go around the group. I see uh, Liam or AKA Fig Jam with his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck, I'm good. Just ask me. Um, the, that's what Fig Jam stands for in Australia, by the way, people. Uh, look it up on the internet. And I think one of the things you brought up there is, is really true, which is if you're going by yourself, it's different if you're going with someone else. And if you're going with someone else, it, it's actually always worth doing a little bit of plan and prep so that the outfits you put together work together. I mean, I'm not talking about max, ma- you know, matching. matching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> Twin, twinsy, twinsy tracksuit stuff like like 1980s you know, rappers <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But you, you, can, you can get a lot more when things complement each other. And worth taking some points from uh, the ex who shall not be named, who with when she and I went to Mexico for 15 days, we fitted everything into two small carry-on bags. And that took us from surf camps in uh, Los Toros to like New Year's events in San Jose del Cabo mm-hmm. and, and everything in between. And w- when you try and fit everything from like formal events, where which is essentially the, the subset of a black tie with no joke red carpet because we're at the Intercontinental and yet hanging out with, with like the surf bros – you can actually do quite a lot if you if you constrain your space. It's like don't worry about the choices. If you need something, buy it. But most thing is, is it's like you pick the few things that you can mix and match. And you know, for us, it was particularly in in places like Mexico and Texas, cowboy <laughs> boots go with everything. Oh yes, and and so the the cowboy boots were the were the dressing up thing, and so we didn't need to take dress shoes or anything else like that. Seriously, I think we had cowboy boots. Well, not flip flops because she hated flip flops, uh, but <laughs> but like a like a light pair of driving shoes or canvas shoes, and those might have been the only two things that we took. And it, it's like not get stressed in the but what if, but what if, but what if, but the what if actually kills your ability when you constrain your choices. You 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 again just like going well, this is what I have. I'm going to make the most of it. Right. It kind of goes back to it's not what you're wearing; it's how you're wearing it, and. You know, I think footwear is probably the largest challenge when when you're you're trying to stay open to so many ideas like, well, I'll need a pair of shoes for this. I'll need a pair of shoes for that. I'll need a pair of shoes for this. You can find a middle ground. And, and uh, yeah, the boots. Oh, man. I mean, those cowboy boots I got in Nashville. Uh, I'll, I'll wear them anywhere. You know, get yourself some proper TSA clearance so you don't have to take your shoes off. And just walk yeah. right through security in those boots. You don't have to put them in your bag and you can wear them pretty much anywhere. Now for the summer, I'm a little worried because I like to wear shorts. For me, I have no apprehension towards flip-flops. Uh, if I'm going somewhere where I'm not going to be hiking, 
I'll just wear the flip-flops the whole time. But if I want to get into a formal dinner where flip-flops are something you can get into your bag without taking too much space and you can wear your nicer shoe on the plane or in the car, you know, whatever it's going to be. So you're saving a lot of space. So the biggest tip that I could give anyone listening is that look at your most formal, your most dressiness that you're going to be on the trip and wear that for your journey. Even a nice jacket or blazer or something, you can take that off. You can fold it nicely. Or if you're in first class, like <laughs> Liam likes to do, they'll hang it up for you. Uh, so when you're traveling and you're packing, you know, just consider like, what could you be wearing on that part of the journey? So you don't have to pack it. Let's hear from Josh and Mudcat. Like, uh, cause I don't know you guys as well, as far as traveling, what are some of your experiences with these kinds of little trips? So I'm a chronic overpacker. I, I, yes. <laughs> I, I will bring, you know, if I'm going for eight days, I will bring nine shirts just in case I sweat through one or spill something because I'm also a chronic spiller, but I am learning. My, my secret has been figure out, like you said, figure out the, the pair of shoes you will need for your nicest thing and, and pack them or wear them, but build around that. So you know, if I'm bringing black shoes, I'm not going to bring tan pants. I'm going to bring, you know, things that look better with black shoes. I can avoid bringing two pairs of shoes. I was always against the reversible belt, but then I found one that I loved and that was a, a space saver in the, in the bag. But unless you are going to a more formal event, a nice sort of medium dark pair of jeans will work with any shirt or sweater you own. And if you wear them on the plane, you don't have to bring pants if you're going for a weekend. Yeah. All right. Which is not to say a pants-free weekend. That's an entirely different episode. <laughs> I can but, see Mudcat getting ready to jump in on this no pants <laughs> conversation. Oh, right. I, was, I was about to say, oh, no. Pants are overrated. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, what, what I've learned, especially over the last couple of years, is I've been traveling a lot more for business and, and pleasure. And often I will add a day or two onto a business trip to explore a new city. There's no substitute for carry-on luggage. Uh, if you have to check, it just it, it throws your whole travel mojo off. Uh, so I do everything I can to get into a, a single carry-on bag, whether, whether it's my weekender, which is an awesome birthday present I got this year. It's kind of an olive canvas uh, Saturdays in New York bag. Mm, or my, nice. my regular, what do you call it? My regular carry-on, which is, which is a fairly old at this point, to me sport. They stopped making the line even. Uh, but that thing is, has taken a beating over the years, and it, it still fits in most overhead compartments, which is great. So I'll, I'll do a challenge there, and I think carry on in the in the. I, I get the point, and like Americans are addicted to their carry ons, and that's partly because baggage handling is so shit at most airports in the U.S. In Europe, is that you check everything because the baggage handling is so efficient is that it'll be at the baggage uh, handler by the time that you walked off off the airplane. Yeah, that's absolutely true. There's a giant difference in traveling domestically and internationally with that. Like, I don't yeah. mind, like, thinking specifically about Brussels and that airport that everybody connects through in Germany. Frankfurt? Yes, both Brussels and Frankfurt. They are so fast about the baggage that I've literally been able to check stuff going to Frankfurt and then change airlines make it through, pick up the bag, make it through customs and do all of that in, you know, an hour connection. Yeah. I, yeah, I, would, I, I would check my, my weekender. No way. No, nah. I, I'd, I'd agree with Josh. Is that if, if I'm, if I know I'm going to be checking, I'll take a hard case 
because it's it's just and doubly so in the US because everything about the way that they treat well baggage passengers thanks united <laughs> not a sponsor uh, no, ever ne- <laughs> never will be go suck a dick and, <laughs> and and just just like the whole experience is is just like miserable even in europe though it's just that your bag is passing through a a giant mechanical machine is that anything soft with and I, I used to always when I had some of my softer bags is that the, the obvious thing you do is if you've got a shoulder strap take the shoulder strap up put it in the bag yeah yeah it's gonna get caught oh yeah it's gonna get caught in something and you and you'll you'll just end up in a whole mess so my weekenders are the smaller bags that will fit in any overhead locker even a regional jet right for those of you who are flying a lot and if I know I'm going to check then I've got the the smaller cool Vince Camuto gold bag that my dandy lady bought me for oh, our, yes, uh, our yes. men's trip Quite which fancy. Got, so, yeah. <laughs> got so many compliments it was hilarious uh, that's a hard shell and the, a lightweight hard shell is with the omnidirectional wheels is if you're gonna have to check something that's the kind of thing to check i'm a big old luggage geek and i have had for the last i don't know 12 15 years a pathfinder revolution which it's got the kevlar exterior so it's been, you know, it has almost no signs of wear from all of the rough and tumble. The, the times in which it really has been damaged has been, you know, when I've used it as a dresser for prolonged periods of time. Um, <laughs> I'm not for the omnidirectional wheels. Oh, yeah. No, I want, Very much the, against. I want the fixed axle. I want the protected axle because the thing that you see destroying people in airports is the, the, the free wheel snapping off on an escalator or when somebody's jumping a curb. And that would just mm-hmm. like ruin your trip. So I'm a big fan of the fixed axle. Yeah, especially now that airlines are getting stricter about, you know, you have to fit in the sizer mm-hmm. before you get on the plane. Like the, those wheels, I mean, they may get you a little bit more space, but it increases the likelihood that your, your bag's not going to be able to go on the plane. I, I will also say that if they're going to start doing that with bags, they should also start doing that with people, fitting them in a size. Uh, oh. Man, uh, anyway. <laughs> I fly Southwest. Like, none of, my <laughs> flights would be empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I fly – I love Southwest. Um, one of my preferred airlines I fly it all the time. Uh, flying them tomorrow, so, so don't delete me. Um, <laughs> I, I also uh, – I love the the baggage, how they're coming up with different designs, um, things like that. The bag that I picked up on as a person who's traveling quite often domestically is uh, the Nomadic travel bag. This is something I found on a Kickstarter, thankfully, because I got it at a very good price. Um, it's a convertible bag, so you can wear it as a backpack. You can carry it as a duffel. It has just a number of features that I like as far as pockets electronics holders. It's a very good tech bag uh, for those of you who have to travel with electronics. But even when I'm using it for just a weekender, I'm still the guy who's got, you know, I, I've got the iPad, I've got a laptop, I've got phones, you know, and, and chargers. We live in a, in a world today where you can't really travel for a long period of time without some sort of cables or accessories um, unless you're really getting out to to unplug, in which case you're fine. But this bag is just, I can't say enough about it. Um, not a sponsor, but I just really like it. The nomadic travel bag. Um, not meaning to hijack the conversation, but I'm going to anyway. 
I, I think a really interesting thing to talk about is why do a weekender? Because weekenders are fun. You have to get out of your own space. It's an it's an interrupt. It's a way of giving yourself a break. And and this is also the same when you're packing, is that you pack things to be the person you want to be when you're not in the place where you are. And the weekender mm-hmm. is just that short thing about getting out. And and I I just wanted to bring it back to that, which is like, why do weekenders? Um and and I mean, I'd love, you know, Mudcat, Josh, to, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, and Wes, obviously, you know, why do a weekender? Man, it is so much easier to do the weekend getaway and, you know, to decide a month before or two weeks before, hey, let's slip off for a bit than it is to, like, figure out how to get out of your life for seven or ten days. And, like, the stuff that I want to do, works way better for weekend trips. Uh, we just did one, um, Maggie and nephew Joe and my buddy Chris all just went to Memphis in May, which is like, you know, this it's $65 a day to go to this rock festival in Memphis on Beale street. And you go and you watch a bunch of bands that were popular when you were teenagers. And it's just <laughs> super low key and it's Memphis and you eat barbecue and you just like, can be loose for a couple of days. And we put that together in a month. That is so much easier than trying to figure out, you know, how do I get out of my life for a week? And, you know, you get to recharge, you get to be fun. There's a time limit on it. Right. Like it's not the weekender is, I would rather take four or five weekenders throughout a year than take one, two week vacation. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's again, that, that same idea that isn't so obvious until you've experienced it, which is that if you eliminate some of your options, in this case, limiting the amount of time you're going to spend in a place, it really helps you to focus on what you actually want to do and the experience you want to have. But it also makes it really affordable. You know, the hotel costs uh, can really add up. Uh, or your Airbnb costs or whatever, you know, your, your accommodation costs can really eat, eat into, you know, your finance options for while you're there. And if you're only staying a few days, maybe you're now staying in a nicer place uh, or a closer place to where you're going uh, or whatever your situation might be right now. Um, I like to get away uh, just because, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure this is true of everyone on here. I work really fucking hard. Uh, a lot of hours, um, you know, a lot of intense focus. Uh, I also have to travel a lot for work and to be able to step away with my loved one, uh, just very quickly have time for ourselves, uh, and just see something new or see something familiar that is away from those stressors. Uh, so you can create that separation, uh, on the work and, and, touch back into your life and connect. Uh, that's, that's really why it's so important. And you want to do that regularly. You want to have a good balance. And as Josh just, sorry, Mudcat just said, um, it's much better to have more of those rather than just to kind of save it all up into just one big long piece. Because then at the end of that two week or 10 day vacation, that abrupt change back to the work life uh, can be very stressful. 
I, and Josh, I'll, I'll throw it over to you after this. I was going to say, I, I think it's a balance in that the two week break gives you a chance to really unplug. Uh, the, the weekender, I think, is, is an interrupt. The two week break is something to be treasured. And I think what people do is they, they layer so much stress onto that two weeks. We have to do this. We have to do that. That, uh, it becomes almost as much stress to go on holiday or vacation as it does to, to not. And I think, you know, going back to what Mudcat was saying, is like one thing about the weekenders is they can be pretty spontaneous. And if you, if you can do it with friends, you will get a lot of benefit from it. However, I, w- I will say that the, the longer vacations are equally important. And this is something that the US has really struggled to recognize because everywhere else in the world, it's not unusual for people to take four-week vacations. And to... Uh, uh, to, which is which is a great opportunity to un, unplug. Um, so, Josh, just throwing it over to you because I know you've you've done a lot of both. Yeah, I am sitting here thinking about this, and I'm having a lot of thoughts at once. Uh, so, I'm someone who I just looked at my calendar uh, earlier this week and realized I am gone 63 out of the next 90 days. Um, and I just came off of, and you know, I saw a lot of Mudcat during this time conference season in, in our industry, where you know, again, it was it was you're gone for two weeks, home for four days, gone for a week, home for four days. So I'm at a place right now where I just put myself on a three week travel ban so that I could get away from my my schedule by staying home and just doing work. Uh, that's a little unusual, uh, and and you know, coming up in that next. 90 day period where I'm on the road a lot, there is a mix. There, there is a two week vacation in there. Um, you know, we have, we have been invited to a wedding in Ireland and we've built just two weeks around that in, in England and Ireland. Uh, that will be an unplugging time. You know, it's a little bit of moving around, but it, it's also um, that is meant to be a real vacation. Uh, I'm also lucky in that, you know, Aubrey, my dandy lady, uh, she and I work in a similar industry or in the same industry. So there have been times, you know, we had a conference in Napa earlier this year. We have another one later this year. So we can build that weekender around that. So where we're, we're, you know, we're on a longer travel schedule, but we still carve out that time to get away and to check out and to turn off. And, you know, it's not a quick jaunt from home, but it, it is time that we get for ourselves um, and we, we have throughout the year sprinkled in a few weekend getaways as well. So you, you work out what works best for your life, but you know, like for me right now, the idea of having a weekend at home where I don't have to go anywhere and I don't have to pack and I don't have to get on a plane, you know, I'm someone who loves to travel and nothing has felt better than not going anywhere for a couple of weeks. Liam, what do you yeah. think about that? Uh, I completely agree. Uh, when I used to travel a lot, and I used to travel up to three hundred days a year, um, my vacations is when I was, you know, my vacations would come along, and I would go. I'm going to spend two weeks at home, um, like painting and decorating, and going to the equivalent of Home Depot, because I could not imagine getting on another plane to go to another place to stay in another hotel, because to me that was synonymous with work. I, I did find some other ways of getting around that, but I just wanted to be home. And 
the and I know we were, this like the weekend was supposed to be like a lighthearted conversation. <laughs> the, the the problem with all of that that and I'll get back to that in a second. The 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 problem with that was was that you know I lost touch with all of my friends. So when I so my vacations would be spent um, catching up with friends, you know, uh, working in like just spending time at home uh, and and going to tailors to get suits made and and. Not a joke. Very That's what dandy. I spent my money on. Very dandy. Um, and I, I do want to absolutely reinforce what Josh said about about rather than a weekend, and maybe we can call them a backender. You know, oh. tying <laughs> something oh. onto the onto a work event is like if you have to go somewhere, you know, take your dandy lady with with you, or in in my case, like a couple of months ago. Uh, uh, my dandy lady had a, a thing over a weekend. It was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was not not far from us. It was like 45-minute drive. And she went, I'm just going to get a hotel because it starts at 7 o'clock in the morning, freaking fitness people. And 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 so I got to go and hang out in a hotel room and just like I went to a local Trader Joe's and got wine and snacks and I read books and, and it, that was our weekender. Um, and the other thing I'm going to throw out there, I know I've just completely hijacked this again, is that do not underestimate the value of a day ender. And 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 one of the things that I know in the last episode I talked about how serious I was earlier in my career, particularly in my 30s, or very focused. However, we 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 worked hard and we played hard. And one of the things we did in London was was that if there was nothing much going on. We'd turn up in the morning. We would put our laptops up. We would put our stuff on a on a desk in the office. We would go to Waterloo. We'd get on the train to Paris. We'd have lunch in Paris, and for two hours and drink. And then get on the train on the way back. We'd get back in the office by four four thirty, and then we'd we'd pretend to do emails and then leave at five o'clock. That's a day ender, and it's freaking awesome. Love it. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing you get from you know big cities and, and places that are close by. It, it reminds me of, you know, the, the California mindset of, you know, let's work remotely from the beach, you know, and, and uh, really get out there and enjoy life, having a good work-life balance. Um, Josh or Mokat, any kind of final thoughts as we wrap up uh, for Weekender? Uh, could be, you know, just places you like to go, things you like to pack, any kind of travel advice, anything at all for the listeners. So I take a, a different approach to this. Than Liam, I am not looking to unplug or or relax. Like if I am pent up, I just want to go burn off, and that means not a lot of daylight, not a lot of reading. It's a lot of drinking. It's a lot of meals. It's you know usually someplace with a casino, and like I just want to like get all the stress out in all of the worst ways possible. Um, and the weekender is great for that one because there's a time limit on your bullshit. Two, you go in with, you know, you've got 72 hours, right? And, you know, you get real motivated about packing everything in. And, then you know, you get to go back home, kind of, you know, burn up, right? Um, just completely, you know, you, you got all the things that were distracting you out of your head. And big fan of that. So the cities that I like to go to for that, obviously, huge fan of New Orleans. Big fan of Vegas. San Francisco actually has all of the things that you could ever want to do that way. Um, 
as as does Los Angeles. So that's ten that tends to be where I, I run away to and just, you know, kind of get, you know, seventy two hours of just getting it out of your system. And Josh, what about you? Any uh, closing tips for the listeners? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm less of a burn it out kind of guy. Um, I, I certainly have been known to do that over the years, but it's not something I normally do. For me, that that release comes from, you know, I'll go somewhere, and it does tend to be for me a city more than the outdoors or something like that. But you know, I love you know going to New York, and I just walk out my front door and get lost for five or six hours. And I don't, I don't have a destination. I don't have a plan. I'm just going to go. And I've done this in Los Angeles and I've done it in San Francisco and I've done it in in all kinds of cities. And when I build in those extra days at the end of a business trip, it's often just to do this. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to find something great to eat. And I might have a amazing cocktail somewhere and I might stop by the art museum. I might do all kinds of things, but for me, it is very much about like, I'm not going to do work because I, and and I think part of it is that I have, you know, I am at my heart, a creative, I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I I make stuff uh, and I just need to refill my, my bank of ideas when I'm decompressing. So I I don't do the shutdown. I mean, and and that way I'm kind of like Mudcat said, but I am someone who is going to just sort of let, let my responsibilities go and look for new stimulus and look for new things and try to appreciate my surroundings uh, without any planning. Uh, it makes other people crazy I <laughs> when I'm traveling with them. Uh, but I just, I, that is how I operate. I just, when I take that time to myself, when I take that time to regenerate, when I take the weekender, it is for me all about just replenishing my, my creative stores. Very well said, Liam. Uh, I, I think I like what Josh said because um, it kind of encapsulated what we set out to do with our men's trip uh, back in in March, uh, where we we came up with some fundamental ground rules, which was like no plans before noon, and that anyone could call nap time. Um, and and to me, that was a really good uh, approach to take. Is like if you're traveling with others. Agree some of the ground rules, and and are you going to be planned or unplanned? Because if you if you get those dynamics wrong on any trip, but particularly when it's a compressed time frame, it it can be really difficult. Um, on on the on the point that Mudcat raised when he respectfully disagreed with me, <clears throat> uh, I will say that I find it extremely therapeutic to accompany Mudcat while he goes batshit. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. You can watch it happen. <laughs> well, we have a good time with it, right? Like <laughs> you're talking about, like the the agreed upon thing, and we've just settled into this because we travel together a lot. You know, like in New Orleans, I understand sometime between eleven and two, we're going to meet at a bar and make the plan for the rest of the day, right? Like that's uh, yeah, you know, have a beer, Eagles. Yeah, exactly, have a beer and a burger, and don't tell people where we're at, man. The <laughs> Um, like this is a secret thing. The yeah, have a beer and a burger and just like you know, make a plan, right? I, I dig that part about the travel. Oh, well, well said, everybody. Uh, I, I think that for me, 
what I noticed, and especially listening to all of you and, and knowing you uh, as I do, um, when you get these little weekenders, you're thinking about what is absent from your life that you need to fill back up on and top off on. Uh, Josh, I know that you're exceptionally detailed with your work and your travel and you know just be able to go somewhere and not do any of that let it be the responsibility of others you know that's that's what you need and and mudcat you also uh hard working uh very focused you just need to you need a a, a vent <laughs> to get you know some of this stuff out of your way so you can get your focus back um Liam I think we're all hard workers and and f- for you it's just you've done this. <laughs> I think you're probably looking at all of us going like, yep, did that, did that, did that. <laughs> you know what's good? Resting. <laughs> it's like, let me tell you, boys, nothing beats a nap. <laughs> uh, you try to power through. Uh, sorry, Liam. You try to power through. It's like, you know, you take that good food and you take that good drink and you take in those good sights. Uh, let yourself recuperate from it. Uh, so, and for me, I find that the thing that I'm missing, I travel so much and I go so many places is that, uh, I want to go to where my friends are. Uh, I love this podcast. It gives me the opportunity to go to where you folks are. Uh, can't wait to go back to, to Nashville. Um, and it's not so much like, oh, I need the outdoors or I need the city or I need to see this art exhibit. Those are just excuses of things to do while with, with friends and, um, you know, quick weekender or long trip. Um, you know, the importance is to go identify what you as a person is needing at that moment and go get it. Don't let that build up and fester because it'll affect all aspects of your life. Um, go travel well, be well, uh, do well. Join us next time. If you want to be a guest or if you just have comments, uh, email us at themoderndandy.life. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, like and subscribe. You can find us on uh, all of the podcast place or just visit our website, which uh, Liam is www.themoderndandy.life. W, W, W. (laughs) Z, Z, Z dot underscore ampersand. (laughs) Uh, Themoderndandy.life. Thank you, everybody. Join us next time when we talk about something else. Way to to market there, Wes. (laughs) I don't know.